0: Just a little over two years ago now was my first official visit to Ridgefield and I remember coming and seeing what had been described to me by Emily Richards, who was the associate here for several years, a beautiful picturesque little New England town. Driving down Main Street, seeing the trees there, they were coming into bloom, the neat little shops, the good restaurants along the way. I saw the good baseball field up by the old high school, and I was impressed by it all. I had heard about the good school system and how it was ranked in the state, and there's a lot of competition in this state for good, school, good public school systems. So I was impressed by what I was finding here. I thought, here is a place that knows how to want all that life has to offer. This is a town that wants to live life abundantly. I wanna do ministry here. That perception was confirmed yesterday when I went to the new library. Have you seen that spot yet? Unbelievable. It's got a lot going on there, amazing space, beautiful space, really designed in a way that people can live into it in a more fuller capacity. It's a beautiful construction and I'm sure will give a lot to this community. And I looked out through the windows and there's the Prospector Theater that's being developed and holding a lot of promise there as well. I love doing ministry in Ridgefield because in this town people know to want life. To want it abundantly. And I want to minister among those that know how to want it. That's what's offered to us in our gospel lesson today. Jesus says, I came that they may have life and might have it abundantly. And one thing I know for those of us that hunger for abundant life is that we come to a realization somewhere along the way of the limitations of that which we've constructed. The security that we've longed for isn't in an ideal education system it isn't available through all the research and knowledge that's around the hopes that we have are limited in their fulfillment by that which we construct ourselves but we know how to want it and it's my hope that when anyone within these walls or outside of these walls comes to the realization that what they've longed for cannot be fully satisfied by what we have created, it is my hope that me or one of you will be there to simply say, I think this is what you're looking for. Jesus. Jesus promises us that he has come, that we might have life abundantly. This gospel passage promises us that the way to have the abundant life offered to us in the good news of Christ is to train ourselves to his voice so that when Christ offers us direction, invites us into greater trust and reliance upon him, we know how to respond. There isn't some perfect formula for this, although throughout all of Christianity, people have tried to create it. And it is an image of the Godhead that goes even earlier than Christianity, as you see in Psalm 23 that we read today. God is the good shepherd. Christ says, I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. He invites us to be trained to his voice that we might have life abundantly, because that is what he has come to offer us. My brother-in-law goes to Europe as a college professor a couple of times a year, takes a group of students with him, and a couple of years ago he was in Sweden and had the pleasure of meeting a shepherdess of Swedish-Jordanian descent. This woman, Lynn, was in charge of 800 sheep for three to four months every summer. She would take them up into the mountains of the Swiss Alps. And there, with about eight dogs, she would watch over them for three to four months. She had two cabins up there, which were about the same distance, kilometer-wise, from any point on the mountain. And before she would leave for her trip, she had to plan out what it is that she would need for those three to four months because a helicopter would drop it at those locations for her. She would go up on the mountain with these 800 sheep for them to pasture with about eight dogs, three sheep dogs and five guard dogs. She said that when it it was night is when she would go to her cabin, but she had to wait until it was dark. Because if the dogs and the sheep caught sight of her, they would follow. And so she learned, having been a skier, how to navigate in the dark. Sometimes there was light of the moon so that she could see her way, but most often she relied on a headlamp only once she was safe enough distance that the dogs and the sheep didn't catch sight of it. She had to notice rock formations and bushes in order to find her way to the cabin where she would stay for that night. It was fascinating to think of how it is to watch over 800 sheep, their readiness to go where she went The dogs trained to respond to her gestures, knowing that it was their job to create a safe parameter for those sheep in which they could graze. When we consider what it might mean for us to be sheep and for Christ to be the shepherd, we definitely come to the recognition that we are vulnerable. Those sheep are vulnerable. And it might be that that makes us feel uncomfortable, our own vulnerability. And perhaps that's why we do strive to have the abundant life we so long for met through those things that we are able to construct. Well, when we listen to God's voice, we come to see that it is in our vulnerability that we find our strength, that Christ offers us the strength that we need. Following Christ's voice does not mean that we'll be free of fear or anxiety, but simply that when we feel those feelings, we know who it is that can assuage them. Following Christ's voice does not mean that we'll be freed from worry, but that when those worries haunt us, it is Christ that promises to satisfy us. We see in our our lesson from the book of Acts this morning some instruction as to how it is we can train ourselves to the voice of the shepherd by continuing in the apostles' teaching and in the fellowship, the breaking of bread, and the prayers. It is in a community, Christian community, that we learn to train ourselves to hear the shepherd's voice. Because the instruction manual doesn't come with specific do's and don'ts there's always a variable in the mix that challenges us to consider whether or not our actions are the right actions the faithful actions to following christ but when we train ourselves to hear the voice of christ in our lives when we focus ourselves on christ's actions in the world we come to see that the security that we long for is present that the hopes that we have are met beyond our wildest expectations, not because the perfect picture came out in the end, but because the truth is that in which we live. We are invited in this Easter season to recognize our vulnerability, and in recognizing it to know who it is that satisfies us and that gives us the strength. That is Christ. If we can allow ourselves to discipline ourselves and train our ears to him, we will see that we have a life, that we have it abundantly, and that we have it securely, not only for this day, but in the days to come. Amen.